Welcome back, ladies. Welcome back to the Riv podcast. It's been a good three months. <clears throat> been a good three months since the last episode. Um, I would say what's going on, but I don't think I have time. But um, got a few bits. I ain't got a few bits to work on. Um, but now what's happening? Driving to comedy. Uh, not too excited about it. I'd rather be you know, rather just drive. Like, I wish I could just drive there and drive back. I'd have a much more enjoyable time. Uh, but no, go on comedy. Uh, and there's literally nothing going on. So straight to the jokes. Uh, so I got a, uh, I have like a regular massages, right? So I got like a masseuse that I go to. And that's the only person I go to like once a month, once every two months, you know, because I'm rich, because I got money from comedy, because um, I use my drink tickets to pay for, you know, whatever. But I got a masseuse. But, you know, you're probably thinking it's all fancy and really impressive, but it's just like this <clears throat> 70-year-old Filipino man working from his garage in Quakers Hill. And... The reason I go to him because it's like the best massage is like he doesn't go full crazy like punch you in the back and shit. You know, like sometimes you go to those Thai massages and they just start beating the shit out of you just to get like that colonial anger out. I don't even know if Thailand was colonialized, but you know, it's like that type of energy. Like you've done something wrong and they're getting back at you. Like, yeah, you want to you do a sex trip to Thailand? I want to beat the shit out of you. I will beat... I will beat your back. Oh, um, uh, what's this? I'll blow your back out. That's that's what they're trying to do. They blow your back out before you can even get to blowing a back out. But yours is already blown out, so it's kind of like a fair trade system, isn't it? <clears throat> but yeah, it's a seventy-year-old Filipino man in his garage, and like he lives with his family. But I've never seen them, so it's just like me and him in the garage. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Riff, a happy ending's involved. And uh, the answer to that is only if I'm short on money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, it's, uh, it's a very interesting massage because it's a dude, right? So there is like dude elements. It's like almost like getting a, going to the barbershop. Like it'll just be like massaging my upper thigh and be like, oh, you've been working out. You lose some weight. Um, you know, how's, how's the health, um, how's, how's the chicks, you know, that kind of stuff. So it never gets too sensual because the conversation is very manly, right? And like, even to make it even more manlier, like instead of like, you know, Kenny G or whatever they play during massages, like he'll have his YouTube open and he's just playing like mad videos, like, um, bullfighting or like, um, that Brazilian parade with all the hot girls and like, he's just showing me this stuff and we're just like, yeah, this is sick. Um, back to my upper thigh and it's pretty cool. Like, like I questioned my sexuality at one point, but getting massages from this man in his garage has like solidified to me that I am 
straight. Like that's all I'll ever be because I'll be there getting a massage and, you know, he'll be up in my business, right? Especially like once the massage has ended, like he's got to get all the oil off. So he's like going in between my legs, like maybe a centimeter away from my ball, just wiping the oil away, you know, like, like even a millimeter close and I'll just be like, Ooh, you know? So while he's doing that and all the other things, like sometimes my thoughts will go to women, you know, because I'm being touched a certain way. So I'm being, I'm remembering other times that I have been touched like that. And like last time I went there, which was last week, I think, or, or Monday this week, or I don't know when it was. But, uh, yeah, he's massaging me and I start thinking about some girl and I like full on have an erection. Like, luckily I'm facing down, but I'm like hard as a rock while this guy's like feeling me up. So my biggest worry is that he's going to ask me to turn over so he can do other things and then I'll have a, you know, big fucking Monty just sticking out at, looking right at him. So I'm trying to control the urges. I'm just like, you know, relax. You don't have to think about chicks right now. You know, that's, that's when you know you're straight. You can get an erection while a man's touching you and you're thinking about girls. Like, that's how strong that thought was. Like, even though I'm being touched by a man, like, chick, just the thought of chicks is better. But, uh, I, I questioned it at the time as well. I was like, like, what? Obviously, I'm having a thought, but there is a touch happening. So which one is it, you know? Like, it's like chicken or the egg, like, yeah, the massage came first, but my thoughts came after. But I'm thinking the thoughts caused it, but maybe the massage caused it. And as a muscle, you know, as a brain muscle memory or whatever, my thought goes to women. So as I'm getting an erection from this man touching me, I'm thinking about women. So it does make you question it, you know? Like it's not as solidified as I think it is. But he's a real funny guy. Filipino loves Manny Pacquiao, obviously. So like <clears throat> once the lay down massage is over, like he'll get me to sit on the computer chair. And then, you know, we're full on YouTube at this point. Then he goes, oh, you, have you seen Manny Pacquiao? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then he starts showing me like Manny Pacquiao highlights. And then he's got a bunch of videos saved on his desktop as well, right? And I was looking at him. Uh, I was about to make a request, but I didn't want to go down that route. But one of them was like all the celebrities that are in the Illuminati MP4 um, uh, one was, uh, the, the hollow earth or something. This is like a seven year old man. Like he's pretty good with computers. Like he's got VLC media player. He's found conspiracies and he's, and he's, and he's figured out a way to download them onto his computer. Like most people, like people, some people my age wouldn't know how to do that, you know? And the computers are windows like XP or something. It's amazing. So it's a great experience. Like really enjoy like it's almost half of the enjoyments at massage 25% is the videos and the other 25% is that like I get to get erections with zero guilt because like who is it you know who's given me the erection either way I think I like I take a step up on the woke like kind of the woke levels of my own life you know what I'm saying anyway Speaking of sex, um, I was in Cairns recently and um, had a Bucks party and then, you know, uh, strippers and that. And 
there were some, you know, uh, non-serious conversations about sex workers, right? Like, oh, I wonder if they're here, you know? If, you know, I wonder what they're like if the strip club looks like this. So I was all... But then I started thinking, like... <clears throat> like, if I was a real cooked person and I really, like, you know, gave myself to the Bucks party and pursued a sex worker, like, that would be... Like, I, would, I, I don't think anyone, including me, would enjoy that. Everyone would just be like, what are you doing? And then I would be like, why am I doing... You know? Like, it would just be weird. So, like, I, my, I think... Like, I've really found myself at this Cairns Bucks party because, like, at one, on one night, they went clubbing and then there was a plan to go Bucks after. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to hang out with the, all the guys in relationships. We're going to go back to the Airbnb, play some poker, and then have an early night. Like, that's what we're going to do. And it was great. Like, it was, like, the best. And I had no regrets. I had no point. I was like, oh, I wonder what the strip club's like. I wonder what I'm missing out on. So I've really found myself in Cairns. You know, a lot of people spend thousands and thousands of dollars to go to Europe to find themselves. But I think you just have to go to, like, go to, like, your kryptonite, you know? Go to, like, the worst place you can imagine where no one knows you and where you can get away with anything. And there's no, like, culture of, you know, enjoy Europe for what it is. But no, like, Cairns is just for, like, you either go into the Great Barrier Reef or you just go into, like, the worst club or the worst strip club. Like, that's the three things there. There's one club, there's one strip club, and there's one Great Barrier Reef. So, like, you pick what you want to do, you know? But anyway... Like, I think if I hired a sex worker, like, like, I wouldn't even have the sex, you know? Like, I would just, I would do the, the foreplay between, before the foreplay. Like, like, I would just call her up and say, tell her to meet me at an Ikea. And I'd, you know, give her some instructions. So when we get to the Ikea, we're fighting over, like, a bedside table. And I'm like, you know, I told you they weren't going to have that colour. The website says it wasn't in stock. Why did you think it would be in stock? And I'm just going off at her, you know? And then she's going off at me. And then we go have some Ikea meatballs, you know, just to calm down. Then we're, you know, then we're, we're back. We're leveled again, you know. We had our, we're not hangry anymore. And then I'm Googling, you know, places on Gumtree. If someone's selling a bedside table, so I go there. And then we go to Gumtree and then we start arguing at the place of some random guy's house, you know. Like, that's, that's a much better experience than sex to me because I'm like, I just like lived, I pretty much lived an entire life in two hours, you know, because I developed this connection and this backstory of a relationship that's, you know, that has its issues, but, you know, a meal can fix it. Like, what's more beautiful than that? I'll pay like $300 to just do that. Like, if I'm bored on the Sunday, I'll go to Ikea with a fucking prostitute. And we'll have a great time. And then obviously... And obviously, you know, I'll... I'll, uh... What will I do? Obviously, then I will... Um... What would be unobvious, but I would obviously do it, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm looking for. All right, leave it alone. Um, what else is happening? Um, 
I hate girls that put makeup on on the bus. Like, like I don't mind if you're like a good distance away from me. Like, it's not the makeup that's annoying me. It's just when they're sitting in the seat in front of me and the mirror's all the way up, you know, because they put it like right up their face. So it's kind of like on my eye level. And then I can't help but look at the mirror um, because there's a chance that I might to get might get a glimpse of myself, you know? Like, like I, I don't know if it's just like I'm being weird or if it's just like narcissism. I'm just like, I haven't had a look at myself in a while. There's a mirror here. Obviously, I'm going to take the chance if I got it, right? So I'll just be staring in the mirror for as long as I can. And once I was doing it, and the girl, you know, angled the mirror at a certain angle that our eyes met. And then she just stopped for a second because I'm just staring at her. And she's just staring at me. And then she didn't want to turn around because she kind of caused this, you know, like, not let's not victim blame, you know, I'm the victim here. I was just there, you know reading some manga and then there's a mirror in front of me. I'm going to stare. And now she's thinking I'm some like fucking, like some, uh, some, some cat, just like, you know, just, just like a, like not a cat, but just like, you know, like, like a creature that would be like a weird little creepy thing that's just like looking at you. So that's pretty much a cat. So I'm just there like perched up, just staring at her. <laughs> Where was that going? Um, that's as far as that was going, so well done. Um, what else is in the news? Um, I think like... One sec. Like, I'm thinking we should abolish fences from houses. And I'm not talking like the fr front fence. I'm talking like the back fence, the side fence. Like I want open borders on free trade routes. You know, I should be able to walk down the street and be like, I can just go through those houses to get to my house. Like that's how it should be, you know? Like we're, we're, we're humans. We're meant to just walk to where we're going. Instead, I have to like walk past the roundabout, go through a traffic light like I'm some like fucking carbon guzzling monkey. That has to follow road rules. No, I'm like a, I'm a house cat. You know? Like if, like if it wasn't illegal, I'd jump the fence and then jump, well, not if it's illegal, if I had the fitness, I would jump the fence and then jump the other fence. But if you removed all the fences, like, imagine what good neighbors we would be, you know? Like the only thing separating us from other humans is these, these man-made barriers that we call fences. And if you were to remove them, like, how, how much closer would you be to your neighbor? You know? Like, you'd walk to the backyard in your undies, and he's there in his undies, and then you just start making out, you're like, fuck. Imagine, imagine we were separated, you know? Like, imagine the, like, think about all the love stories that were never capitalized on because of fences, you know? Like, sometimes you caught a glimpse of your neighbor, she caught a glimpse of you, but you never made the approach. But if there was no fences, like, you'd just be waving to each other every morning. You'd cut the lawn, you'd go onto her side, cut her lawn, you'd be like, ah, oh, you know, I do it for the culture, you know? Like, I'm just just being a good guy. So I think we should abolish fences. Like, I think I've made a pretty good case on that, honestly. Like, I didn't know that I was going to make such a good case, but that's a great case I've just made. So, uh, 
Yeah. I was on the bus yesterday. Firstly, there was a guy in the back. And uh, so I was in the seat one out from the back. So just the normal seat. But the guy in the back, he's sitting right in the middle of the back with his legs like full wide open, like he's waiting for me to come fucking eat his, eat his pussy out, you know? Like it's, it's like a weird like power stance that he was doing. And um, I just thought it was weird because then when everyone, other people came onto the bus and then they wanted to sit in the back, like he would close his legs and let them get through. Like, like who are you, bro? You know, like who the... Like, this guy's like, thinks he's the king of the bus. Like, he's just, like, watching over everyone, like Batman, like a hawk. But anyway, he, he just kept coughing the whole time, right? It was really pissing me off. Like, if you're going to cough on a bus, like, you got to have some decency, you know? Like, if I have a cough on a bus, like, sometimes I'll hold it in and tears will be coming down my eyes because I'm just like, I don't want to bother anyone, you know? Like, it's so crazy, like... Like sneezing on a bus, I get a panic attack. I'm just like, ah, oh, shit. Because every time I sneeze, it's very loud and it comes in twos. All right, so I'll do a big one and everyone's like, oh, yeah, fair enough. And then boom, one more. And then they're like, fuck me. I've got a sneeze coming on right now. So maybe I'll be able to give a real life example of this. <laughs> Can I do it? No, it's not coming. But um, yeah, anyway, there was this other guy sitting on behind me. And I don't know if, I don't know if the bus was running late. I don't know if he, I don't know, had asthma or something. Like he was just like sighing. I don't know what he was doing. But he just kept blowing like, <laughs> like he was just playing like Digimon and he kept like fucking up the evolving of the Digimon. And it was just like, <sighs> like he kept doing that. And it would go right on the back of my neck. And it was like pissing me off. And then he did it like three times and eventually I turned around and I'm like, man, you're, you're blowing right onto my neck. And then he's like, oh, sorry, man. You know, and then I'm just like, it's all good, dog, but you know, you don't got to blow on my neck. Just put your, put your hand over your mouth or something. But anyway, I'm pissed off, but I'm calmed down. So now he stopped blowing. And yesterday was a hot day, so I'm, I'm getting hot. So now I'm even angrier because I'm like, now I've lost my, like, human fan that I, you know, was gifted from God. Like, this guy was just, like, blowing sweet air. You know, it smelled like tandoori for some reason. Maybe he had a funny breakfast, but it was, like, cooling me down, you know? Like, I, I spat on my fingers at one point and just, like, wiped it on the back of my neck so it would have that cooling action. Like, it was one of those mist fans. Yeah, so once he stopped, I was even more pissed. I was like, I turned around again. I was like, you know, man, I know I told you not to do it, but but come on, you know? You started and now you got me wanting more, so you're going to have to keep blowing on my neck to make sure I'm cool for the remainder of this bus ride. Anyway. First first one back, guys. Take it easy, all right? Take it easy. Um... um it's September, or should I say it's September. I saw something else. There's a new one next month. It's called Frocktober. So you wear like a frock to the office. Like, is all office culture just based on charities now? Like fundraisers? Like, that's a whole office culture. It's like, oh, you're doing Movember? Oh, you're doing September? Oh, you're going to do Frocktober? I'm like, no, I'm not a fucking idiot. I'm like, 
no offense to the charities, you know, it's a great initiative and whatnot, but like they're making it like the whole thing. Like that's the entire conversation in the office. Like how fucking, how fucking lame are you people that you got to wait till Movember to have a conversation about mustaches and make laugh about them. Like you should be able to laugh at people all year round. Like if you're in the office and some guy has a mustache in March and it doesn't look great, you should just be like, you look like an idiot. Like you should be able to do that. Anyway, so September's on and the bloke organising it in my office. So he sent an update saying, hey guys, fill in the Excel sheet and put in how many steps you've done, which which is so exciting, you know, like, oh man, I was thinking about doing it before, but now I'm definitely in Excel sheet. Put me down for two. I'm going to use both my feet. But anyway, he sends out the email and then he goes, yeah, um, this, that. And um, if anyone needed some motivation, here's a quote from the great Martin Luther King. And the quote was, um, you don't get to see the whole, you might not see the whole staircase, but all you have to do is take the first step. I was like, wow. Like, wow. Like, think about it. Martin Luther King. Like, that's... That's where they go with these September and Movembers, you know? They they drop Martin Luther King on September. Like, this guy's talking about the staircase of civil rights. And this guy from the office, from bloody... This Jerry from accounting has turned it into a, into a motivation for people to like fill in an Excel sheet in the hope that it creates a culture in the office of people, you know, collaborating and, you know, getting to know each other based on how many steps you've done. Like what happens in Movember is like, ah, oh, you know what Gandhi said, um, you might not see the whole growth, but you just got to start growing, you know? Um, what else would there be? Um, uh, Frocktober. Um, uh, um, there's a lot of pants in the closets, but you never know what might be in the drawer, and it could be a frock. You know, and that quote was from like Margaret Thatcher or some shit. So that's where we are, and it's uh, it's quite amazing what these people do. Anyway, that was all the bits. Uh, I'll see if I can talk about some stuff while we're here. Um, I think we're only like 15 minutes in or something. Um, so I went to Cairns. Uh, can't say anything funny happened. Like one of the guys broke his arm, which was kind of funny, but it was more scary than funny, you know? Um, I'm just glad it didn't happen to me, you know, like, like it happened and I'm just like, man, like everyone saw the look of like fear in my eye and shit. Like people were like, man, you look really scared. You look like, you know, you were really worried. Like the only, like it wasn't worry. It was just like, it was like one of those close call things where like a car almost runs over you and just like, oh, thank God it wasn't me, you know? Because if you're, like, in the street and someone runs over another person which was standing right next to you, of course you'll feel bad for the guy, but the main, the primary thing is going to be 
thank God that wasn't me, you know. Thank God that someone else died and not me. Like, that's the only thought. And anyone says that otherwise is a liar because, like, you know, you're human, you're self-preservation, dude. So, like, so if you survive something like that, it's just all going to be me, me, me. I survived. I survived. Um, what else? Uh, Cairns went to strippers. One of the strippers gave me her um, OnlyFans card. And then uh, I lost it pretty much instantly. And I'm guessing she probably saw me put it back down because the next time she saw me in there, she looked at me funny like, come on, you know, you just danced on my dick, you know, like, what are you mad at me for, you know? Um, but yeah, strippers carrying business cards. I want to know where she got it from because, like, she wasn't wearing much. So I, I didn't think about it at the time, but now I've just thought of it. Like, where did she pull that business card out of? And it was like fresh. It was like a crisp business card. Like it just came out of the printer. So I don't know. It's pretty impressive now that I think about it. It's pretty crazy. That it's pretty impressive about who we let carry business cards. Like I work a decent job, like much better than a stripper, you know. And I don't have a business card. Like. Like, who do I think I am that fucking I'm handing out business cards? Like, hey, if you never need me, this is my name. This is my number. And put that in your wallet. Hold on to it. Take a photo of it. It's my business card. That's crazy. Like, it's just like giving someone rubbish and just be like, carry this for me. I bought too many. I got way too many of these. I need you to carry at least two and see if you can give it to someone else. Like, like business cards are a full pyramid scheme. Like, first you buy it, and then you got them, and then you hand them out. And then you, maybe you give an extra one, you get them to hand it out to someone else, and eventually your business cards are spread out across all the rubbish bins in the Australian metropolitan. So it's, uh, it's quite impressive. It's a real 80s, 90s thing to do. I'm guessing back in the day people would have been like, showing off, you know, because, like, it was a new thing. So we're like, oh, Monty from accounting gave me his business card today. And uh, your wife would be like, oh, what's that business card? And we'd be like, oh, it's one of these papers where it says your name and your number and there's a cool logo. And the card's a bit shiny too. Like, it's just not normal paper. So it's just like a, just like a flex. Like, the only reason I would give my business card to someone... Like, if I had something to flex about. Like, my card wouldn't even have my number and it would just be on my name. And I'd just be like, this is my card. I made this on Vistaprint. And now you get to see. Because this was in my drawer for three years and no one's seen it. But now you get to have it. So, I hope you hold on to it. Business card. Eventually, we're just going to be handing out QR codes to each other. And, like, obviously, you put QR codes on business cards these days, but, like, someone's going to figure out a better way. Like, how do I just give someone something where they don't even have to scan it? They just maybe just press a button, you know? There's a business idea there somewhere. 
Um, so anyway, strip club, um, there's one, I guess it wasn't funny, but in the moment, you know, we were drunk, it was like a bunch of boys together, like, you know, you're gonna laugh a bit. So, uh, it was the first night we were there, we go to the strip club, it's a Wednesday night, I believe, as horrific as you can imagine, just like, a bunch of old dudes, a couple of young people for some reason, because maybe the clubs weren't open, then, um, just like these weird, you know, some some good-looking strippers, some mostly not good-looking strippers, you know? And then uh, it's just all of them. And um, there's one girl, she's walking around with an old man. And this guy's struggling to walk, she, so she's like holding his arm. And they walk off somewhere, I'm guessing, to get a lap dance, obviously. And then they're coming back, and he's got a beer. Oh, so maybe she wanted to force him to buy a drink. What a nice lady. Um... So she's standing there with him, and they're just, like, next to, like, uh, one step of stairs, just to go, like, literally, just, like, a step up. Um, and so she's standing there, and she starts talking to someone else, and the old bloke, you know, I think he didn't even give a fuck about it, because he just, as soon as she started talking to someone else, he kind of started legging it. So he started taking a walk, and then he takes a step, and he doesn't notice the, the step up and he hits it and he just falls like a sack of potatoes. Like he just goes like, like he goes from like up, like a vertical to horizontal, like just in the same position. And then we all see that, obviously we're right next to it. Two of us start laughing really hard. The others are holding in our laugh. And then he's on the ground, the beer's spilt everywhere. And the stripper's helping him up. And then as she helps him up, she just starts yelling. She goes, he's partially blind. How dare you laugh at him? What are you laughing at him for? And I was like, bitch, you forced him to buy a drink. You know, like this guy, I don't think he needed a drink. He's trying to get away from you. But anyway, she's going off at us. And then one of the boys that's right next to her, he, he's getting all the blame just out of proximity, you know? Like how many people just cop it out of proximity? Like that's, that might be the, like the number one killer in like, the worldly situations, you know? Like, look at this. That's definitely, like, one of the top killers, just proximity. Like, you just happen to be there, you know? Like, if you're the closest one, you're going to cop the hit sometimes. So anyway, she's gone off at him. Then she, he's just denying it. And I think he didn't even know how hard we were laughing. And he's like, we weren't even laughing. And then she's like, yes, you were. I heard you, and then he's like, nah, and she's like, I know what I heard, and then he goes, it's all in your head, and then she goes off, she goes, no, it's not all in my head, how dare you say that, I heard you laugh, I know what I heard, and then he said it again, he goes, trust me, it's all in your head, that's a crazy thing to say to like a, a stripper, and I'm not like a, you know, I'm not going to judge a book by its cover, you know, the cover wasn't that extensive you know it was only a little bit coverage um but it's got to be a tough thing as a stripper to hear it's all in your head because if you're on if you are on drugs it like she might have questioned it she would have been like is it all in my head you know if you say it to a normal person not saying strippers aren't normal but if you say it to a normal person they'd be like i know what i heard but if you, if you say it to a possibly drug fuck stripper in cans which based on how my eyes looked you know I've been around it, so, I, you know, sometimes you can guess. And then 
she heard that, she must have been a part of just being like, fuck, maybe he's right, it's all in my head. But that's quite an insult to cops, so I got to fight it. So she just fought. So she just fought back. She's like, it's not all in my head. But I think she knew it was all in her head. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back after these breaks. Uh, um, you know what? I enjoyed that thoroughly, so I'm going to leave it there. Have a good night. <laughs>